0: Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. We are so grateful that you have joined us this morning. We are on day six of Let's Get Growing, man. I am super pumped. I'm super excited because God is yet on the throne and he's in love with me. Amen. And I know he's in love with you. And so, we're We're just pumped to to hear what God has to speak to us as men today um we know that we need him, and we can't do this without him. See whatever God is calling you to do, He has um uh, not left it up to to you to us to do it alone. He has given us His spirit. Um, I like the scripture that says, for his spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. And so he has given us his spirit and his spirit gives us the ability to do things that we couldn't do on our own. So God is calling us to uh, operate um, in all the four faces of of manhood that we talked about in the last couple of lessons. And he's not leaving it up to us alone to do it because he know we can't. Jesus put it this way. He said, haven't I been so long with you and you still don't know me? He said, it's expedient for you that I go away because if I go not away, the comforter will not come, but I'm going to go and send him. And when he, the spirit of truth is come, he's going to lead you into all truth. And so we thank God that he has left the Holy Spirit here for us, for it is the Holy Spirit's dispensation. It's his time. It's his hour. It's his his operation to help us as men become the man's man, amen, and be like Jesus, right? Christian, be Christ-like and allow God to just minister to us. And so in, in turn, and blessing our families, blessing our communities, blessing our, our cities, our nation, and blessing the world. Um, and so we are excited about it. Let's go ahead and get started with uh, day six. Um and see what the Lord has to say to us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.
1: Guys, it's hard to believe this is the last session in this first run of 33, a man and his design. We have covered a ton of ground.
0: We've covered a lot of ground, but the amazing part is that we're not done yet. We still have one more session left to really begin to look at the seasons. I know, Terrace, you're up. I'm excited about that.
1: Yeah, me too. You know, the important thing we're going to learn today is not just to identify the seasons of a man's life, but how we can prepare for them. You know, the, the key is how do we transition from season to season, because the way we transition, if we transition well, that sets us up for success in the next season of life. That's great. I can't wait to hear it. excited about it. Well, guys, we spent the last two sessions talking about the different faces of manhood. We discussed the king, the warrior, the lover, and the friend. It's the idea that your manhood can't be just one-dimensional. It needs to be able to express itself appropriately given different situations. Now, men who are on the path of authentic manhood are not only aware of the different situations in their life, they're also aware of the different seasons of life. You can't just run the same play over and over again. Uh, What worked in your 20s won't necessarily work in your 40s and 50s. If you were about to set out on a journey into unknown territory, uh, it wouldn't be too smart to begin without a map of some kind. Uh, That would be foolish. It could prove to be costly and even dangerous. You'd want to know what opportunities and threats are ahead. Uh, You'd want to know where others failed so you could avoid the same mistakes. And you'd want to know which paths led to success so you could chart your course and follow in their steps. So in this final session of this leg in our journey, we're going to give you just such a map, a map that will help you navigate the different seasons of your life. Living out authentic manhood in life hinges in large part on our ability to know what season of life we're in, what needs to be prioritized in that season, and what opportunities and threats that season presents. Life is more than just living from day to day. It's made up of back-to-back-to-back seasons of life. We need to fully understand the importance of recognizing specific life stages. So we want to give you four key ideas that help us smoothly transition through these seasons. First is the idea of reverse engineering. This term originally became popular through military and commercial espionage. Uh, A business or an army wanted to match the innovative features of one of its competitors. So what did they do? Well, they acquired or they captured their competitor's product. And then they broke it down into its parts to figure out how they could reproduce it themselves. It's basically the concept of beginning with the end in mind. As men, we must figure out where we want to go, where we want to end up in life, and then determine the steps to get there. One thing that can help us along the way is examining the lives of godly men who have gone before us. How did they get where they are? It didn't just happen for them one day. So so what we do is we apply our own reverse engineering. We examine the product of their lives and break it down into its parts. And we figure out how we can make some of the same strategic moves that they made.
2: Well, you know, for 27 years, I served on staff with Campus Crusade for Christ. I traveled and spoke and represented the organization. And, uh, you know, about seven, eight years or so ago, I began to sense that God, wanted me to shepherd and pastor. And this right here, obviously, this is my bride. Joy of my life. And uh, we've been married 40 years and she's a sweetheart. These are our kids, Brian and uh, Heather and Brendan and Holly. One of the things we did with our boys uh, when they were 13 years old is that we brought other men into their lives because I realized that they needed more than what I could give them. Uh, they had to write out their goals for the year, had to write out what they were believing God to do in their lives, what they wanted to see accomplished. Because it's during that season in your life where what's been invested in you will sprout. It's uh, pretty remarkable that um, both of our sons are preaching now and all of our kids love Jesus and God does things in spite of us um, I think it's terribly important during the summer years of your life that you learn brokenness and you learn lessons in, in in confession of failure you you begin to live by the intangibles of life if you're not careful you'll forget the long range view that 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 what we do every single day is exponential and you don't define yourself one dimensionally that may, that's a huge mistake Huge mistake. You we paint ourselves in the corner and we start defining ourselves based on our jobs or how many zeros I have in my paycheck or, or all these other external things. While I'm working, I glance at them and think about what's really important in life. Every other season you you, you gotta be you gotta be living out the intangibles because you know you're you're developing an account morally, your character with your relationship your choices, that you're going to have to start withdrawing. And I think it's in the fall, but particularly the winter, but in the fall you start withdrawing from that account. One of my prized possessions here, um, Milton was a son of a slave, my great-grandfather Peter. Uh, he had this in the family Bible, and he wrote this in his own hand. And uh, his grandfather, uh, I mean, his father Peter was... Uh, illiterate, as a slave. But yeah, I look at this sometimes and I read those names and I think of the prices that they've paid and uh, the integrity of their lives. I think the winter season of a man's life is called the patriarch season. And that's the, the Bible celebrates that time. And patriarchs, and this ought to be a time in our lives when we prepare a generation for a time that we cannot see. You know, one of the things that I've learned as I've gone through these seasons in my life Number one, you need to be a learner, to journal and learn. And then number two, this sounds like a negative word, but it's a powerful word. You need to be a repenter. As you go through each one of these phases in your life, you celebrate what God has done, the experiences that you have, and you learn from them so that you become better. And what ends up happening as you go from, uh, say, springtime to summer to fall, and now you're, you're facing the winter of your life. Well, you've accumulated so much experience and there's so much wealth of knowledge you can give.
1: And that leads us to the second key idea. It's the power of mentorship. Each of us needs to have men in our lives who have already experienced the season of life that we're in right now. So if you're in your 20s, you would be wise to have a man in his 30s or 40s who can advise you as you develop vocational skills and start a family. If you're in your 40s or 50s, you would be wise to have men in their 60s and 70s helping you prepare for the transition into those years. The third key idea is that of transition. Uh, According to the experts, men undergo very predictable transitions between certain stages of life. And in these transitions, men often feel restless. They feel unsettled and insecure. They experience a very real need to reevaluate themselves or reinvent themselves if they're going to feel a sense of worth in the next season of life. Guys, since we know these transition periods are coming we would be wise to plan for them. So in this session, we're going to point out the major transitions to you and offer advice on how you can manage them well. We also need to be aware that those around us will also undergo transitions. Uh, The needs of our spouse and our children will change with each season, and we need to be in tune with those needs. Uh, Are you still treating your teenage children like little kids? Are you helping your wife prepare for the empty nest years that are ahead? Wise is the man who is aware of the transitions his family is going through. The final key idea is a principle that comes from the Bible. It's called the laws of the harvest. The laws of the harvest. These laws are a metaphor that's taken from the world of agriculture. The first law is we reap what we sow. The second is we reap More than we sow. And the third is we reap in a different season than we sow. It's crucial for us to understand that the decisions we make today matter, not just for today, they also shape our future seasons. The harvest in the future seasons of our life is in a large way determined by the investments we make in the present. What we're sowing today will come back to us, and oftentimes, in greater measure. In this session, we're going to map out the four seasons of life. And as we work through this map, it's important to know that this is a big picture process. Some of the issues that we'll discuss for each stage are generalizations. Every man's life experiences are unique, so we won't be creating an exact checklist for you to follow. Now, with these key principles in mind, let's get started. Let's lay out a map to help us navigate through the seasons of a man's life. Think of the first season of a man's life as spring. And it's all about him coming to terms with his identity. This is the childhood and adolescence stage. It should end somewhere between the ages of 18 and 22. It's in this season that a boy becomes a man, at least physically speaking. (laughs) Whether he thinks or acts manly will depend on a number of factors. The key to this stage is transitioning into adulthood well. This is when he begins to make a break with a home he grew up in. He takes a job or he goes to college or he joins the military or he assumes some new responsibility. But during this time of transition in his life, and this is critical, he must grow up. This is a season when life finally stares a man in the face and he can no longer just live under the wing of his mom and his dad. To succeed, he must transition into manhood. The main questions he must begin to answer in this stage of life are Who am I? And who am I not? Will he be satisfied with being big or little, musical or mechanical? Athletic or academic? Will he be satisfied with being introverted or extroverted? Handsome or plain? He must wrestle with his identity, and coming to terms with both his talents and his limitations is essential. Accepting how God has made him will help set him up to succeed in the next stage of life. Again, think of this season as spring when all of those things are beginning to emerge, and he's identifying who he is and who he is not. The next season of life is summer, a man's 20s and 30s. The 20s should be the first adult stage of a man's life. The first part of this summer season is about learning, and with it comes some very real threats or dangers. For a lot of guys in their 20s, there's the danger that They'll get lost in an extended period of adolescence and pursue boyish behaviors indefinitely. In effect, to never grow up. But we learned in previous sessions that extended adolescence is not an option for authentic manhood. Another significant danger for a man during his 20s, and this applies to every stage really, but especially here, is how he handles his sexual energy. He must decide, is this sexual energy going to dominate me or am I going to use it in a principled manner? Is passion going to be something I use or does it use me? Uh, Just about every man will agree this. uh, Sexual intensity is always part of a man's life. I mean, ask some of the older guys, okay, whether you're 20 or 80, lust is a factor. The question is this. Is sexual energy going to be our friend or our master? Uh, The Apostle Paul makes it pretty, pretty clear for us in 1 Thessalonians. Listen to what he says, chapter 4. He says, For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. Now, does that mean that you can't be sexual? Uh, Not at all. Uh, This is not a disclaimer on sexual energy. It's a disclaimer on sexual immorality. There's a difference. God created sex, and it should be enjoyed. And it should be one of the great blessings of marriage. But it has to be handled in a principled manner. Otherwise, it becomes your master and you become its slave, if that happens, it will do great harm to a man, and he'll find himself dealing with the damage later. Those are two very real dangers that must not be ignored. But this season also brings with it a major opportunity, and that's the opportunity to learn, 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 Uh, to take your first Professional steps, to try your first job, to make your first professional mistakes, and to learn from them. You should prioritize learning and development over all other variables, such as money or city of choice. This is a time to take risks and to seize opportunities. Some of the key questions for your 20s include, What do I want out of life? Where will I distinguish myself professionally? How am I different from my parents? What do I really believe? What skills do I still need to develop? Author Gordon McDonald says that the mother of all questions for your 20s is this around what person or conviction will I organize my life? McDonald says this he says, one must identify an organizing principle that will bring the pieces of life into order. Uh, For those of us who are pursuing authentic manhood, we know that principle is really a person. It's Jesus Christ, His saving power, His call, and His teachings. The second part of this summer season is in your 30s. And this is typically when a man begins to hone in on a vocation and start a family. While your 20s should be a season of learning, your 30s is where you really begin to see growth in those areas. This is the time to perfect your skill set, to start uh, logging hours in your craft, uh, whether it's plumbing, building, investing, consulting, or whatever. The 30s are about growth. You want to begin to distinguish yourself as an expert in something. Where are you going to add value in society? It's also typically in his 30s that a man begins a family. Uh, having a wife and young children is a is a delight and a privilege for a man but the increased responsibilities of a career and a family also bring uh, unique challenges uh, it's in this stage of life that a man will be tempted to develop some bad habits and they're hard to break with the additional demands at work well he can quickly become a workaholic with the increased relational demands of a wife and young kids at home, well, he can quickly become disconnected from God and character-shaping relationships with other men. And it can feel like a never-ending struggle just to keep his head above water. A key word to remember for this stage of life is margin. Working hard is a good thing. So is spending time with your family. So is developing your relationship with God and So is cultivating authentic friendships with other men. Now, can you feel the tension in that? In the middle of all those good pursuits, you must make it your goal to create margin so you can move gracefully in and out of those important areas. Without margin, do you know what's compromised? Relationships. Uh, You may have a lot of acquaintances, but no soul-level connections and your family is just getting the leftovers. Satisfying authentic relationships requires time and vulnerability. Without margin, it's just not going to happen.